magical hour. Oh, Matthew and Schaefer. Shafee. Shafee, are you there? Can I ask you guys a question? Do you Can I ask you a question? Which one would you do you first? Do you prefer cantaloupe or watermelon? Watermelon. So hot cocoa first? Watermelon. Cantaloupe or watermelon? Mm, cantaloupe. Cantaloupe or watermelon? Uh, cantaloupe. Ooh. Then your whole house will be two to one cantaloupe. One magical hour. A Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. That's right, folks. It's 2021, and we're back at it again. The sun is dipped below the horizon. That's when the uh, that's when the freaks come out. And uh, let me tell you, there's there's two of them out right now. There's one of them in an ivy ivy covered cave on the east side. There's another one. Now, bear with me here. Uh, you know, if if he is in if he is in front of a green screen on which is projected a fake garage, and in front of it there he is, but. In his house, the only place to really put a green screen would be the garage. So, is he is he the man inside two garages? Let's ask him. Hello, Matthew. And it seems to me you lived your life like a podcast in the wind, never knowing who would download you when you post again. You make a lot of good points asking about the green screen and the space it may or may not inhabit in the house. Wouldn't that be weird if I had a green screen up, but I was just, I was just chroma keying in the scene behind it? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be meta? It has been written. The man inside two garages will come. Seems like Max Headroom, sort of. With, with voice like butter. You I mentioned love. Happy New Year, Shafee. You mentioned Happy New Year to you, buddy. You mentioned that too. the you mentioned that the year rolled over, and uh, I had this like panic moment because it was really 2020 that spawned this podcast, um, and not directly. I mean, I think this was maybe something that could have happened in another multiverse. But it, it, the pandemic and the, the construct therein brought us to a place where we were able to start recording and entertaining our, our listeners and building a nation and whatnot. And we were really fueled by the pain, the suffering, the changes in our lives. We, everything that was happening in society seemed to 
our creativity was just spewing forth from that miasma. And here we are, <laughs> 2021. Are we, are we going to become Casper Milktoast? Because I, I like this whole, speaking of constructs and miasmas, I like this whole like collective 2021 is going to be better. <laughs> Here, here it goes. Time for a better year. I guess it's the hope of any new year, but there's no guarantee that 2021 is going to be better. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, there's um, But there's a lot of hope, and there's a lot of terrible performances on the Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest, which, talk about tropes. I realize that I keep referencing stuff from previous casts as if this is all one long conversation, then I should treat it a little more like its own nut. Um, I, I disagree completely. I, I think we should treat it oh, all as Oh, as you one think long Rock and Eve is excellent? You love Dick Clark's Rock like, and Eve? <laughs> oh, oh, that's not what you're saying. Oh, well, okay. Well, like, then it like, is one long conversation. You know, Neil Young's once described his work as just one long song. I like that. That's continuity. Um, anyway, I hope 2021 doesn't turn into the year that robbed our creativity. Uh, speaking for myself, this miasma is going to continue to spew, my friend. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Wait, were you the miasma in that scenario? I, I can't remember now. We spewed from a miasma and then as miasmas continue to spew ourselves. I, speaking of miasmas, I have a question for you, Matthew. Shoot. Do you know anything about yogurt? Here's what I want to know. I came home with my groceries and I absentmindedly put the yogurt away in the freezer instead of the fridge. I didn't realize it till about six hours later when the yogurt was thoroughly frozen through. My question is, can I now thaw the yogurt and eat the yogurt? What condition is this yogurt going to be in when I do finally get around to getting it open and looking inside? All right. I'm going to try to answer this honestly because we're friends. Uh, first thing I know nothing about yogurt. I'm lactose intolerant. I'm not really a yogurt eater. Um, I understand all of its good qualities, but I do know a little something about the physical world, which I know you're surprised. I know you thought that I was just a specialist in the metaphysical and that, that I didn't have a good handle on the physical world. Like why I would put a green screen up behind me and then project the thing that's behind the green screen. I mean, you're I like, wasn't going to say it. But. You're like, Matthew, I don't think you're doing this right. <laughs> uh, but I think that it's a fine from a health and safety perspective, but you're going to, I think you're going to experience a consistency shift. I think there's going to be a different mouthfeel. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> to, yeah. to your, to your unfrozen yogurt but i mean frozen yogurt is a thing too so i don't you know oh yeah what am i thinking frozen yogurt yeah you need to just get it out and and just chop it up with an ice 
pick and enjoy it like that. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll keep the, you guys posted. In the dead of winter, just getting I, your lactobacillus in snow form. I got to tell you, I when I found the yogurt in the freezer, I was a little disappointed with myself. But then I walked into the bedroom and I sat down on the edge of my bed and I thought about Googling it. I said, wait, wait, contents. Do not Google now. Wait and talk to it. Talk to Matthew about it on the podcast tonight. I think that should be a rule of thumb for a lot of people that I like to talk to. Then I was almost like, it was almost wise of me to put the yogurt in the fridge for it engendered. For it engendered content, my friends. <laughs> the listeners are like, oh, that's uh, good. Could have just Googled it. <laughs> Instead I, of listening to Matthew's long-winded answer. Also, you know, I'm sure Kat would have something to say about this. Do you know, uh, uh, Speaking of Kat. As, as you might know, uh, <laughs> lots of folks have got back at us. You might be one of them on the cantaloupe versus watermelon question. Uh, you know, questions from Jeff. Some of them are hard hitting. Some of them are a little more, a little more, you know, survey feeling. Maybe just Jeff trying to get a better handle on his world. Q from uh, Jay is really my new, my favorite new segment. Oh, it is. It's definitely emerged as a, as a cherished segment on this it's show. Like, it's like Plinko. No doubt. Uh, uh, breaking news! Breaking news, folks. Sorry. Uh, can I get a breaking news beat? Oh, yeah, I got one right here. It goes like this. Everybody, everybody gather around. There's a man on the street, Schaefer Hall. He's got breaking news. Uh, a, a few people have got at, uh, got at me about this. My phone's blowing up right now, actually, because uh, our friend Ada, friend of the podcast, a poet, poet friend, Ada Lamone, also uh, Lucas Marquardt's wife, um good both good friends of the of the podcast ada was an answer in today's new york times crossword it said the clue was poet limon and it was there were three spaces and it was ada um so my brother found it he was doing the crossword he texted lucas lucas texts it has been a very exciting day here uh, so that's that's got to be a that's got to be a fun thing. Now, is that how you know you've made it? Yeah, I think you've yeah you've arrived when you're in not just any crossword, the New York Times crossword. That means you you have you have arrived on the scene in a very legitimate way, my friends. Now you described Ada and Lucas as friends of the show. That's not to say listeners necessarily. They're they are not. listeners. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, um, at least occasionally, occasional listeners. I don't know if they're true hunter gatherers, um, but they have they have at least checked out the show because uh, I talked to them over Christmas, wishing wishing each other happy holidays, and they well, said, "Well, they hi, were, hi, hi, Ada, hi, Lucas. I'm glad you uh, guys are listening." And. Whether they are cantaloupe or watermelon, I'm not sure. 
there's more? Wait, tell me less. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we got, got back. Wait, I, wait, I have one more follow-up on that. Is Ada the closest thing to a poet laureate listener that we have? Oh, yeah. I think Ada is, Ada is one promotion away from poet laureate. Like okay. if, poet, poet laureate, if poet laureate was Pope, Ada's a cardinal right now. Okay. She's a, I didn't know that it worked like that. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's how it works, yeah. Let's see. Uh, and... Uh, Kat got back with us about the cantaloupe. <laughs> uh, she prefers, she, she was the first to tell us that she prefers cantaloupe. Do you have the text in front of you? Because it was quite emphatic. And I actually, Kat, sorry, I didn't reply to that. Um, I've got a bathroom remodel weighing me down i'm i'm not making it to a lot of text threads these days um but yeah wasn't she like boom cantaloupe in your face all day boys <laughs> cantaloupe all day boys yeah <laughs> and so i got back at her i said you know you know what jeff you know jeff the questioner what is what was his answer uh and apparently his response was it was a hard decision but he went with cantaloupe um but cat went on to say, by the way, all sliced melon, this includes your beloved watermelon, is at risk for foodborne illnesses because of its low acidity and high water content. It's the perfect environment for bacteria growth. Yeah, but you cantaloupe, you could just you could just tell they got more salmonella. It's Let just that it's just their type. They got obviously less than watermelon. I mean come on, come on, come on. Let that be a lesson to us. Uh, I wanted to, it's, you know, and, and uh, I wanted to, I wanted to. What? Are you, you okay? Know, Are I wanted you... to shine some lights. I wanted to discuss. Just let's pull back the, pull back the curtain here. Let's pull back the green screen. Talk a little bit about, you know, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of false binaries people create in this world, and I think it's like Matthew and uh, Schaefer. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's you know they people do it to be cute, or they do it to create an argument, or you know more nefariously they do it to to you know try to convince themselves that they're cool or better than another group of people. You know, and people talk about oh you know like you're either a Beatles fan or you're, you're a Stones fan, right? Uh, and you can't be both, and of course you can be both. And, and I, like I've been guilty of this before. You you know you're either a Batman person or a Spider Man person. You can definitely, you can definitely be both. I love, I love the Beatles and I love the Stones. I love, I love chocolate and vanilla. But you gravitate towards one over the other, maybe. Now, right? yeah. If you want to, if you want to discuss the specific merits of each, and you know, this is, this is kind of, you know, this is what we're not doing anymore, right? Um, and, you know, culturally speaking, we're we're either, you know, you're, you're like you're we have this whole laundry list of things that people are supposed to believe and you either believe them or you don't and you can't, you know, because you're a person who falls into this camp and you only have to think this one way about this one thing. I think, you know, I, uh, and then people assume that you feel a lot of ways about a lot of other things. You might not even, you might not even feel. So I hope, I hope that this cantaloupe and watermelon thing calls attention to the foolishness of all that. And 
you know, reminds us that it is, but at the same time reminds us that it is, it is fun to have, uh, to have humorous um, and educated conversations about things, um, you know, and, uh, you know, one of the person, like uh, our friend Tina, you know, uh, our friend uh, Adam uh, is, has, uh, a, uh, has been hanging out with our friend Tina. Um, so I got it both of them. Adam, uh, I believe, said cantaloupe. Uh, Adam also helped clear up. It was not Herbie Mann, it's Herbie Hancock who had the song Cantaloupe. Hmm. And, then, and then us three did the remix uh, Cantaloupe. Oh, right. Uh, which, and that's the one that 17-year-old uh, Schaefer did his senior dance recital to. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> you, might, you might like to know. Um, so there's, uh, there's what, uh, there's I didn't, what, I'm glad he cleared that up. Cause I don't know who Herbie Mann is, but I do, I do know who Herbie Hancock is. Although, uh, although Adam did say that he likes a good cantaloupe, but he's a watermelon man. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying that if, if I see a watermelon walking down the street. I'm going to be like, hello, sir. And if I see a cantaloupe walking down the street, I might cross to the other side. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm just saying that in a police lineup, if it's between a watermelon and a cantaloupe, I, the cantaloupe's guilty to me every yeah, time. I'm biased. I'm, I, um, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm a watermelon man too. Wink, wink, right at him. Stand by, stand down. <laughs> <laughs> and we did, uh, Tina did get back at us. Uh, and Tina, you know, I think Tina underscores, you know, kind of what I was talking about. Tina said cantaloupe if there's some prosciutto around uh, and watermelon if she's drinking it. And yeah, you know, there's some great, mm -hmm. some great watermelon, uh, watermelon cocktails out there and stuff. So, yeah, you know, good one, Tina. They both have their place in this big, crazy world. Uh, you know, the, the kind of, I would almost describe a cantaloupe as, savory does that does that make sense to you you know it's got um, I, I can only think of it as like mushy blah <laughs> yeah. All right. that's how that's what i think of when i think of cantaloupe you, you feel strongly about this don't you i feel super strongly about it but that doesn't mean that i'm not a total proponent for seeing the gradient in the I do I do not see the world in binary. I think that is a fallacy. There is a lot of gray area on every topic, but not for me on this one. <laughs> if it's watermelon versus cantaloupe, there's a clear winner. I'm 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 biased towards cantaloupe. I know I was I was comparing this to like systematic racism I, I don't know I, i'm sure that that's not funny but um i was i was that I was, was just that was that was my counterpoint to you being like you know in the world we can we could just be a little more thoughtful and i was like no watermelon forever <laughs> I, was, I, I understood the picture you were painting and i and i appreciated it uh, oh good good <laughs> i wanted to clear it up with you uh, and the yeah. listener, I thought they might be like, is he just comparing this to <laughs> fucking racism? It's Matthew, it's Matthew gone after off, our firm, after our firm solidarity with Black Lives Matter in 2020, I wouldn't think that 2021 would turn me into some 
prejudiced watermelon lover. <laughs> I, I certainly hope not. So, oh. Matthew, what's your stance on frozen cantaloupe yogurt? <sighs> gross. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't that's mean just, to. That's just gross, dude. I didn't mean to trigger you. I, uh... no, okay. I was already triggered. <laughs> triggered by the show. Fired up. Fired up. Should we, uh, why don't we fire off an invite to, to Gracie, uh, well, and then we'll start on a news cruise, and uh, I assume she'll hop on. Yeah. Let's talk okay. to Gracie. Um, I think that, or here's my hope, that she has listened to more of the podcast now than the first time she was on. <laughs> I, <think> she has. <laughs> I just wonder how many barking dogs are going to be on Gracie's feed. I hope I hope she you know if she, honestly if the dog is out it's always a tell her to put that dog away. Um, I saw on a podcast group Facebook group discussion <laughs> somebody complaining about barking dogs in people's podcasts. <laughs> Did you have a news cruise? I do. For, for after for after you send this invite to Professor Am I Writers. <laughs> you know, we got this we got this thing on the show sheet, Texas accent variation, and like I wanna talk about that and I wanna do a deep dive on it, but m- my knowledge of it is as glossary as my yogurt knowledge. I had uh, something that uh, we'll we'll move that uh, back up to the future. Um, I had something for today that I need to research more too. It's it involves uh, unsolved mysteries, uh, both at Harvard and at Emerson College in Boston. Uh, my dad sent me a link. Oh, now to, see that sounds like the type of podcast that we are not. Yeah, but but it's the type of podcast that gets a lot of downloads. So mm, right. We might wanna we might wanna try to play in that space, if you know what I mean. Huh. Pretend to be a crime <laughs> podcast just to get some downloads. We'll have a true crime episode. I like it. They'll do a true crime episode about us someday. <laughs> Stealing <laughs> listeners. Grand theft larceny listener thieves. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that in almost every cast, there comes some phrase where I like to compare us to that phrase, where I like to compare the podcast to that phrase, and oftentimes it's like self-effacing. I was listening back to a recent cast, and uh, there was we were talking about octopuses and octopodes, and there was that phrase pseudo erudite horror (laughs) and i was like oh yeah just like this cast but there have been a lot of times where somebody said something kind of inspirational and i was like oh yeah just like this cast i was watching a um a video not a video of mf doom who i I mean as a huge hip-hop fan i was vaguely aware of him but he wasn't i mean i listened to him a little bit but i I watched one of his videos one of his early like big 
songs and uh, and of course not big because he never sort of was mainstream he's like kind of an underground phenomenon um and man it was so like lo-fi the way it was created and and the way it was edited and the whole concept behind it it had this like really fresh feel to it oh by the way he passed away which is why i was drawn to attention to him Uh, r.i.p mf doom uh he's a he's a british um mc age 48 um i i was looking at his, this and people are going to be like what a terrible comparison but i was i was getting this feel from his video from early on in his in his music career where like it was like a little like the podcast like it had that fresh feel of the podcast Oh, are we? Hi. Oh, look. Hi, there's Grace. Ladies and gentlemen, producer Emeritus. Oh, oh, wait, I had a beat for you. Emeritus. Welcome, Gracie. I feel so welcome. Wonderful to have you on the phone. There's no barking dogs at your house, is there? No barking dogs, but all sorts of other animals. Hang on one second, please. Yes, ma'am. What is it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Ask Alice if she likes cantaloupes or watermelon better. Allie, do you like cantaloupe or watermelon better? She said cantaloupe, which is my vote as well. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Cantaloupes. There's, uh, Listen, there is no substance to the watermelon. Just like this podcast. (laughs) No, watermelon has a crisp, distinctive flavor. It has seeds that you can spit out in a contest type situation. Yeah, you can put salt on it. It has a consistency. It has a it has a mouthfeel that I find attractive. I don't ever want to hear you say that again. Say what mouthfeel? <laughs> That's a tra- attra- not just a mouthfeel, an attractive mouthfeel. It's the th- <laughs> it's the third time I said it in this episode. Delightfully oh. moist mouthfeel. Oh no, no more. <laughs> That's enough. This is a family show. Is this a family show? No. But- <laughs> I don't think anybody listens to this with their family. That's true. I really enjoyed listening to y'all while I drove to Lubbock. Yeah, that's that's the perfect time for listening to us driving to it Lubbock. Was, it was wonderful, and it, y'all made my trip go super fast, and it was it was really really nice. I really that's enjoyed the, it. That's the true magic of of one magical hour is that it can make a, it can make an hour seem like. 10 minutes and 27 seconds. We did. (laughs) We had lots of long, long episodes for you too. Yeah. uh, Y'all took me the whole way. Tell us about a highlight. (laughs) Um, I really enjoyed Matthias's interview and Milton's as well. Milton's, the uh, technical difficulties with the lag and talking was a much, a bit much, but I was just so entertained and caught up in thinking about 
passion and what your passion is and hearing people talk about their passion. It was really, it was entertaining. It was interesting. Yeah. Y'all need to talk to Kat about cooking. Yeah. We definitely are going to do a cooking show with Kat at some point. Talk to uh, Jessica about real estate. We have a, we've talked with Jessica about being on the show. Talk to Jeff about uh, criminal defense. Okay, producer Amiritis is coming at us with some Welcome to the notes. part of the show where we have a production meeting. <laughs> right, sorry, no more. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's all right. Oh, that's, that's, why we, that's what we got here for, production meeting. Production meeting. I would be let's, frightened let's to have, I might be a little scared to have Kat on to talk about cooking. It seems like it could go like all Iron Chef and shit. Yeah. Right. She's serious. Oh, oh, is she? <laughs> yeah. She's very serious. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that about I, her. I noticed. We noticed. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing over there? Are you grading what am papers? I? No, I got these new markers. Oh, well, nice. and by me, I mean my daughter Allie got these new markers. And. <laughs> They're so much fun. They're Marvin's Magic Markers. And each color, you take the blender, the clear marker, and it changes the color of the marker that you've already laid down. Wow. I don't, I know, That's I don't, magic. it's very, it's very simple concept, but it's very entertaining. Hi, Alice. She can't hear you. Oh. <laughs> So tonight, uh, I was so excited. We got bundled up blankets. We all used the restroom. We made sure we ate dinner. We drive out to the local airport. We are early. In fact, so early because it turns out our flight was at 8, not at 7, but we arrived at 6.30 to do all the paperwork and everything. Kids were wonderful. They sat for an hour and a half, and we waited. And as we were about to board our little four-seater plane to fly around New Braunfels at night and view Christmas lights, they were like, I'm sorry, your passport's expired. You can't. What? What do you need a passport for? Because I'm sitting in the cockpit ever since 9-11. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a so I was like, so we, we all get back in the car and the kids are just like, Allie's like, what are we doing now? You know, she's been so like, just along for the ride this whole time. And I'm like, I'm going to need a minute. Let me cry a few tears on my own and then I will comfort you. <laughs> I am equally disappointed, y'all. Equally. Did you think that this podcast was going to cheer you up? Um, I am always cheered by you and okay, Schaefer. Good. Yeah. Well, you came to the right place. That's what I come to this podcast for comfort. Comfort. Yep. It's really our best. It's really our, our brightest Your bestie? aspect. Yeah. Community and comedy. Allow us to say hello again on the screen. Okay. Hang on. Allie, can you say hi? Hello. <laughs> that right there was comedy heaven. I am. Uh, I'm <laughs> an extremely 
The listeners really love it when we do that. I love my nieces and nephews. Can't get enough of them. Dottie uh, and Dottie and Shafee were at the top of the show declaring their uh, their watermelon cantaloupe prefaces. And what were theirs? Uh, Shafee was watermelon and Dottie was cantaloupe. Interesting. There's only uh, there's only been a couple of watermelons, which is really surprising to me. Well, shocking. I called Cat. I was like, I'm going to be on the show. Any notes? What's going on? <laughs> and she said, well, the big question is watermelon or cantaloupe. And I was like, well, we already discussed this. Because she and I had already. <laughs> uh, first, yeah, I like that you called your best friend to get the latest and that she had the latest. Well, I knew I was going to be on because she said she, <laughs> we were talking recently. And she's like, I heard you're going to be on. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did pre-promote it. So, uh, I tried to tune in to Milton's New Year's Day show, but I missed it. Did you catch it? Uh, New Year. Oh yeah, New Year's Day. Was it New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? It was day. Uh, New Year's Day. Oh, okay. Well, that no, I didn't. I thought it was New Year's Eve. So, I'm pretty uh, sure it's New Year's Day, and that's why I missed it as well. It's like. The evening of New Year's Day. You might, you might be right. I, uh, I did a whole By the way, I looked up Val Kilmer after hearing y'all discuss it. Wow. Yeah. What he is, a... He is an yeah. interesting fellow, isn't he? A lot going on there. <laughs> oh dear, she's pulling up a chair. I like uh, I like this section where we just. <laughs> oh, remember that thing we talked about <laughs> ten episodes hey, ago? Remember, remember uh, that hey, one time? That was that was weird. That was funny, wasn't it? That was weird. Weird. That was funny. That was weird. It's weird. It's cool. <laughs> A little, uh, little alley creature there. Yeah. Can't shake her. Parenting is hard. Parenting is a challenge. Oh, oh no! Oh, Chacho! What did we say about dogs on podcasts? <laughs> I was going to get in the bathtub during all this, too, just to make it even more chaotic and exciting. <laughs> uh, Matthew, have you updated us on the state of your bathroom? Uh, no, I have not had a chance to do that. Uh, it's, uh, going, um, it's coming together. The plumber came. It got plumbed. It's all so, plumb. So it's plumbed now. So then, so so next is put it all back together. We're we're putting it back together. We started putting it together today. That's so, so nice. exciting. How much longer do you have? Probably like the 
the first quarter of this year. Oh, stop. <laughs> I know you're counting down those days. Um, Matthew, will you send know. me a picture of the current condition? Just What condition have, your condition's in? I have a picture of it taken down to the studs. So, yeah, if we could picture, get a picture post-plumb but pre-tile, I would enjoy it. You're going to put that on the Facebook page? I definitely am. I don't think that's really what the listeners are looking for. They're dying for it. <laughs> I cat cat asked me to ask you about your bathroom. <laughs> it's not like an opulent bathroom or anything. It just it was just a bathroom that needed attention. Everybody gets excited about a remodeled bathroom. It's, it's true. It's really weird how much attention we put into our bathrooms. Hey, we spent a lot of time there. I guess so. I will say that closing down a bathroom and we're, you know, and packing into the rest of the house, like everything that was in that, there's a big storage area in that bathroom too. And so like just getting all that out there and then everybody using one bathroom and then just, just losing a few hundred feet of space mm -hmm. makes a big difference. Just you saying that, like I'm getting a little itchy. Yeah. Yeah, it, once we open that bathroom back up, it's going to be, like, so expansive. And it's going to feel so good to choose what goes in there and have it be pretty clean for, for was, a while. It's really the cleanliness that it came down to the old tub and tile couldn't really be cleaned anymore, you know. There, it's a, it was only, like, 60 years old. So. I heard how you got that bathtub out of there. It was so violent. I'm still, I'm that still was, a little shaken up. That was it, Christmas talk amongst our family was Matthew's <laughs> bathtub. That, <clears throat> that is both touching and um, a little weird. Is it opulent and moist? It's got mouthfeel. With, I suppose <laughs> there is a there is a certain mouthfeel to speech, <laughs> particularly when you think about different languages. Like, the Germans have a different mouthfeel from le français. Why? <laughs> well, I'm glad we got to check in with you here, Grace. Um, I'm so glad you did as well. Or, or, do you have any other notes for where do you think we should go in 2021? Where do you think this show is headed, Grace? Well, I enjoy all of your interviews so much. And people I especially enjoy hearing artists interviewed, or not necessarily even that, though, people talking about their passions. Yeah. I was really, I was really digging that, and, you know, I don't know, it was, there were a lot of uh, commonalities between the different casts, that, or episodes that I was listening to on the road, and it just really sparked a lot of interesting things for me to think about 
so you're so you're listening along and you're listening to interviews and then you come to an episode where it's just me and Shafi. <laughs> are, are you let down? It's a big letdown. No, not at all. Because I just, I mean, I want to know that we it could be an all interview show. Like we could only podcast you know, with a guest. I don't hold any punches, Matthew. I'm not sparing okay. your feelings. You're not blowing smoke sun- in your moist, opulent. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, Schaefer, how do you mispronounce that? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not blowing smoke up my ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Out your. <laughs> Right. Grace is not Grace is not just blowing rainbows up her ass. <laughs> okay. Schaefer <laughs> kind of does a offset of that each time. <laughs> How's that dog? <laughs> <laughs> For the listener, Grace is just shaking her head. In shame. I'm hanging my head and shaking it in shame. Listen, I would be on the porch, but it's a little bit chilly out. Yeah. It is it is chilly. That's definitely true. I I feel bad that we. A chill is falling across. I mean, the line. I, you you hit us up to be to maybe come on the show earlier in the week, and that didn't happen. And then, but then we get you after this tragedy. Of this the, tragic of evening. The, yeah, of the airport and waiting and big, with your kid. There's nothing more painful told, than waiting with oh your kids God, when they're they excited so to do something. Good. And we went out and watched like the other plane take off and we watched the other pl- people come back and we hear all about it. And it just, I was like, why couldn't this have all occurred an hour and a half ago, y'all? Anyone? And they were all like, no, we are all equal. Everybody was so disappointed. Everybody was. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. They like yeah, yeah they could, they could have told you when you first got to the airport that that wasn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's okay. I told the kids we were going to come home and I was going to blindfold them and play airplane noises and just take them on a visual journey. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Not the same. But yeah, they weren't. Ian <laughs> thought that was hysterical. I'm sure they weren't super stoked about that at all. No. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey. Y'all are, I mean, I don't know about you and your kiddos, Matthew, but we're fixing to get back to school. Yeah. Yeah, the winter break is a tough time for parents of young children. (laughs) I don't know. When you're a teacher and you're out as well, it is not. Is it a week from tomorrow that everybody goes back? No, dude. It is Tuesday. Coming up. Coming right up. Tuesday, and I have a wedding to shoot that was supposed to be in the spring, I think, and they postponed it because of COVID to January 4th, Monday, January 4th, mm. in the per- height of everything. That's a perfect time for a wedding. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, get married yeah. on a Monday. There's, there's, a, also, there's, there's, there's also a, more COVID around this there's, era, it's than there worse. ever has been yeah. before. <laughs> there's a Russian superstition about never starting anything on a monday really i um i can get on board with that yeah 
Or uh, Sunday. Well, uh, you know, God bless them. God have bless them. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, do you want to play the news cruise theme? Mm. Sure. Exciting and news. News. I'd like to welcome wedding correspondent Schaefer Hall. I'm uh, I'm excited to bring you guys this story. I think that the story appeals to the to the child in us all, the the ten year old in us all. Uh, Dateline Bermuda, a Bermuda family found a message in a bottle from a U.S. boat crew. A Bermuda woman walking on the beach with her kids uh, found a bottle washed up on the shore. Uh, Trina Davis of Hamilton Parish, Bermuda said she and her kids were walking on the small beach in their neighborhood and they spotted a bottle among the trash that had recently washed up on shore. While I was taking pictures of the trash-filled seaweed, I noticed a bottle sitting there. I jokingly said, I wonder if there's a letter in there. She said she's always looking for that special find. And today was her lucky day. Uh, William said she had to break the bottle to get it open, was pleased to discover it contained a letter, a photograph, a postcard, and a set of earplugs. Uh, she said, uh, every time I go to the beach, I keep an eye out for bottles. Uh, I'm always on the lookout for treasures. Uh, the postcard displayed a ship called the Albatross 6, and the note was signed by Orlando A. Thompson, who revealed the vessel was a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration boat, and the message in a bottle was dropped into the water during the ship's final voyage on November 3rd, 2008. Uh, this is our last time with the Albatross 6, Scientists and crew on the ship have become like family. We have had lots of good times. I will always talk about my engineering family. I'll miss you all coming aboard the Albatross 6. The coordinates on the letter revealed it was dropped into the ocean off the coast of Rhode Island. Uh, the address Thompson listed in the letter was no longer valid, but the Royal Gazette was able to help uh, Williams get in contact with him. Thompson said each member of the crew launched their own message in a bottle during that final voyage back in 2008. Uh, Williams is getting married uh, and she's having a, a nautical themed ceremony. Uh, so she invited or, uh, Orlando to come down uh, for the wedding. Uh, she, she's gonna try to come, he's gonna try to make it. Uh, this uh, friend that she made through that, through that message in the bottle. Uh, just, yeah, as somebody who's, uh, you know, Grace and I spent a lot of time just running around in the sand dunes um, of South Texas and Northern Mexico uh, as we were kids. And you're just always on the lookout for, you know, any weird thing. You treasure, think. because our grandfather was always looking for treasure and our dad found pirate gold. Yeah, our dad once found a piece of eight, um, like you hear about in the, the like, that's what the golden pirate's chests, those are pieces of eight. Uh, and dad once found one on the, uh, in, in the sand dunes. I wonder if that sparked his archeology span career. I think, you know, it was, it's kind of all part of the same thing. He was always good at uh, keeping an eye on the ground and finding interesting and unusual things. And so, yeah, that's a, I think it's, it's yeah, it's all tied up in the same, in the same narrative. Definitely. I hope that someone gets my. I hope that someone gets my message in a bottle. Yeah.
Well, guess what? Somebody didn't get it. Somebody got uh, that message loud and clear. 13 years later. Well, maybe we've uh, come to the end of the show sheet. Come to the end of the show. We have. Did you want to read a dream, Matthew? Oh, yeah. Grace, would you like to hear a Matthias yes. Spalina dream? Have you started getting your mail? Yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah is it I, exciting I'm, and fun? It really Can I is. see the envelope? Can uh, I see yes, it? Yes. Yes. The envelope is pink. Oh, it is nice pink. Uh -huh. They're all the pink envelopes are pink. And then there's a series of dreams in each envelope. Um, this one had this, this one had six dreams in it. Uh, here we are at the 35th dream. I have read the, I've read the sixth dream and the eighth dream. I know I skipped a few here, but, uh, I liked this one. This one also relates to a cue from the J. The 35th dream. All your books are haunted by ghosts. Ghost books filling the shelves. Ghost books stacked beside your bed. Some of the books are very campy about the haunting, rattling chains, shouting book every time you walk by. Some of the books are very aesthetic about it with Victorian children's gowns and whited out eyes and sentient brambles and whatnot. Some seem to want something that you'll never be able to ascertain. Some don't even know that they're ghosts, but the haunted book you cherish the most, that feels like the truest haunting, is haunted at the level of the sentence, each sentence a ghost, wiggled in between the world of the living and the flat fields of the dead. You take this book with you wherever you go, and wherever you have a bit of free time, you sit down and open the book up to a random page and slip your hand into the page and scoop up a handful of sentences which squirm and tremor with your fingers. And you bring the haunted sentences to your mouth and gulp them down all at once, all of them, without even chewing, force them down your own throat, each time almost choking, just so you can feel their ghostly beings being ghostly inside you. So that's the, wild there's the power of the word yeah i don't know we were recently talking about do you believe in ghosts so i thought that was good and and it's like it's almost cliche to talk about a dream where there's ghosts but that dream's not cliche no definitely not and that no. uh that dream uh evokes a specific mouthfeel doesn't it <laughs> It's funny, of... it's funny, Grace, because we had already said it a couple times in the cast before. Oh, the humor's not lost on me, Matthew. I, and I, I, I only said it, I only said it because I know that people have a revulsion to that word. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. It's a very, it's but a very silly, very weird word. It's, it's stupid to talk about food in those terms. But when you talk about ghosts in your mouth, then it then it sort of has it holds more weight grace matthew will, will you do our 
our power out tonight? Will you do I'd our sign? To. Will you do our sign off for us? I'd love to remember. Remember, hunters and gatherers. The poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine. We love you. See you next Good time. Night. Slow or fast.